This episode is brought to you by Premier Ridge Capital. Your path to financial freedom and stability through multifamily syndications begins with Premier Ridge Capital. Visit our website at www.premierridgecapital.com and sign up for our newsletter and get your free ebook today. Learn the secrets of multifamily investing and how Premier Ridge Capital can be your partner in achieving financial peace of mind. Israel, Hamas war could affect the U.S. housing market. Find out more in this week's real estate market update. But before that, here's this week's housing market data, courtesy of Redfin. Mortgage purchase applications are up 1% from a week earlier and down 19% from a year earlier. 19%. That's a big number for mortgage application. That's a lead indicator of whether buyers are buying or not, or if it's a buyer's market or a seller's market. Obviously, in my personal opinion, in my market, it has turned into a buyer's market. It has no longer a seller's market. Google searches for homes for sale is down 12% from a month earlier and down 12% from a year earlier. Median home sales price was $370,000, up 2.7% from a year earlier. Prices are up partly because elevated mortgage rates were hampering prices during this time last year. The median asking price of newly listed homes was $388,223, up 5.2% from a year earlier. That's the biggest increase in a year. The monthly mortgage payment on a median asking price was $2,736 at a 7.49% mortgage interest rate. Pending home sales were down 11.6% year over year. This is a big deal, guys. Another indicator that it has flipped into a buyer's market and not a seller's market, right? Pending home sales are down. Loon listings of homes for sale fell 3.9% year over year, the smallest decline since July of 2022, in part because newly listings fell rapidly this time in 2022. Active listings dropped 14% from a year earlier, remaining the same from last week. Okay, so here's where it gets weird. Here's where it gets really, really weird. Active listings dropped 14% from a year earlier. Really? And then you have mortgage applications. So so you got less inventory going to market. You got mortgage applications is, is down significantly. I think it was, what, 20, 20%, 22% or something like that. Mortgage applications were down. Yet we have pending home sales. We have active listings, excuse me, active listings dropped from a year earlier. So it's weird because you got demand falling and you got listings falling. And that's because the people that have these 3% mortgages aren't trying to go into a 7.5% mortgage rate at these prices. It doesn't make any sense. So this is part of what's making this market totally weird. However, I believe in fundamentals and the fundamentals are the fundamentals. When rates go up, prices must come down. When demand goes down, prices must come down. It's just the fundamentals, but it certainly is a weird time. 39.5% of homes that went under contract had an accepted offer within the first two weeks on the market. Homes that sold were on the market for a median of 32 days. And 30.7% of homes sold above their final list price. And reported by Bloomberg, Israel-Hamas war threatens energy prices adding to inflation risk. A little over a week ago, oil prices seemed to finally be in retreat. Now, the war in the Middle East threatens to keep them high and inflation along with it. 
The unfolding war between Israel and Hamas risks disrupting the regular flow of oil from the region, stroking volatility in the global energy market. Oil fell today after surging earlier in the week while European gas rose a few days ago after Chevron shut down major Israeli gas field. Amid the uncertainty over whether the conflict will spread to other nations and whether there will be additional sanctions on Iran, one trader said oil could even reach $100 a barrel. That's not good for the American folks, for the working class people. The volatility could complicate the picture of for the Federal Reserve where policymakers have been working hard to tame price pressures. Energy costs have been a central driver of U.S. inflation as of late. The jump in gasoline prices in late July flowed through into overall consumer prices in August, which rose at the fastest pace in over a year. Producer price data showed that trend continues into September, with the jump in gasoline costs accounting for a sizable chunk of the unexpected strength in wholesale prices. Energy gains could push up monthly inflation gauges for the Fed, already juggling a lot of headwinds in the spike out in prices could make their job even trickier. Fed policymakers tend to focus on so-called core measures of inflation that strip out energy food because they're seen as better gauge of underlining inflation. But households very much experience price gains in gasoline and grocery costs. You're darn right about that. We are all experiencing it when we go to the pump and when we go to the supermarket. Where gas prices head from here is important for both consumers and the feds, but it's largely up to a crisis, up to the crisis unfolding halfway around the world. Guys, we are living in interesting, weird times. The feds have a even trickier job. This complicates things for the feds. Do they continue to raise interest rates? We have two wars, not one, two wars in two separate places in the world, Russia, Ukraine, and now Israel and uh, Gaza, which is the Hamas government and the Hamas terrorist group that they're fighting against. We might be drug into this thing. There's potential for a world war, and I reject that, wholeheartedly reject that, and I hope that those, both of those wars get settled quickly with less tragedy. There's already been a bunch of people that have already been um, casualties of war. However, the biggest challenge that the, the feds have here is what do they do? Do they continue to make increase interest rates to tame inflation? There's a war going on. War typically tends to get the economic engine going historically. This is tricky, man. It's really, really interesting to see what the Feds will do in the coming months, in the next few quarters, in 2024, and the rest of this year. Personally, I don't think that they're going to increase the rates again. Again, I've been incorrect before. I think it would be irresponsible for the Feds to raise rates again this year. I think they hold. I think the last meeting they had, their half of the Feds were half of the board was against raising rates, and half of the board was for raising rates. So, that's actually a good thing, in my opinion, because um, they might just hang tight where, where they are. And this has been your weekly real estate market update. I'll see you guys next week. Peace out. And that wraps up another episode of Wealthy AF, brought to you by Premier Ridge Capital, where multifamily real estate syndications meet premier success. Your future starts here. Visit us at premierridgecapital.com for more details.